You're listening to the Elevate Podcast, the official podcast of the Coastal LA Singles Ministry, where our focus is reaching up, reaching in, and reaching out. Okay, here we go. Warm bodies. Love is the cure. It's more than words. You ever had somebody tell you, I love you, but you really don't feel it? And then you say, they say, but I, but I cleaned your room. Or they say, I told you so many times. Or they say, what about that birthday party and that gift I gave you? What do you mean you don't feel loved? Or they say, um, you know, something of the fact of, I showed you love, but you didn't feel it. You know, love and understanding people, having relationships is really hard. And we're going to watch a video right now. It's two guys trying to communicate in friendship. But uh, guys, you'll understand this. And we're going to watch a bunch of clips tonight and look at one verse, one section of verse here in First John. But uh, here we go on just expressing love, guys expressing love and trying to communicate to each other from this movie. This is my best friend. <laughs> my best friend. He's the conflict there awkwardly. Okay. <laughs> we have almost conversations sometimes. Can you turn it up, Jason? Days pass this way. <laughs> sometimes we even find actual words. Words like. Guys, you know what he was saying, right? It's very clear to me. Um, but you know, sometimes you know, communicating is hard, and guys communicate very different uh, than women. Women like to get together and talk. Guys like to get together and do stuff and talk as they do stuff. And their talking is rather limited sometimes, depending on what mood they're in or how they're wired or who they're hanging with or what they're doing. I know Henry and I have hiked for a number of years, almost every Friday. And uh, we talk about all kinds of things, but we're doing something uh, while we're talking. Now, we have had coffee. We had coffee last week and just talked. But it's kind of odd sometimes for a guy to just say, hey, you just want to get together for coffee and we can just talk? I mean, you can do it. It's just not as comfortable versus do you want to go shoot a bow and arrow into a target or do you want to go knock some bowling ball pins down or do you want to go break something and we can talk or hang out or do you want to eat some chicken wings or some healthy food, you know, we like to eat, break stuff, yell, run, sweat, and kind of play basketball and talk along the way. Girls, you know, some of you like to do the same, but many of you like to talk and talk <laughs> in a good way and talk some more. So that's a great visual of how hard it can be to connect, you know, but, and how we all connect so different. Now, there's a famous psychologist, many of you have heard of him, called Carl Menninger, died in 1990. And our series is called Warm Bodies, based on the movie, Love is the Cure. And he said this, he says, love cures people, both the ones who give it and the ones who receive it. And tonight's going to be exciting because you're going to learn some things, some that you already know, but then when we break into the groups, I have a little quiz for you where you're going to learn, you're going to take a 30-question quiz, it's really easy, 
and you're going to learn how you feel loved. And you're going to let your group know how you feel loved. Not all the ways you feel loved, but the top two. And you're, so you're going to learn about something about yourself. You know, Aristotle said this, know thyself. And so much of us being effective in relationships is we need to know who we are and how we are and why we are and why we, what makes us feel loved. And I do want to start with this disclaimer, just as Henry made the disclaimer about the recognition and the informing, not the endorsement. We're all broken. Even those of us that came from the most functional family, mom and dad stayed together, mom and dad never yelled in front of you. People have told me that before. And I've never, you know, blow away when I think of how I, but mom and dad never, I never saw them argue once. Uh, never saw my father say a harsh word to my mother, ever. You know, my dad always spent, whatever. It doesn't matter who you are. Everybody is fallen and everybody is broken. And everybody has extraordinary, unique gifts from God that are just strong. And then everyone else has a flat side or a dark side or a weak side that without the power of God and without the word and without people loving us and being gracious with us and working with us and just time, Boy, we're really hard to get along with. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, and I love this whole idea of love cures people, both the ones who give it and the ones who receive it. So we're going to learn uh, both today. Uh, we're going to learn how to do both uh, today. Okay? Here's the, our text for today. First John chapter 3 says this. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. He says we ought to because often we don't want to. And often we intend to, but we don't follow through to. We don't, often we know we should, but we don't. And so he says, this is love. That we lay down our life for our brothers. You know, one of the things I love about our church, we have a lot of problems. You say, well, that's not very inspiring. Well, it's made up of you and me. And we're sinful and sinners. And so anytime you get people together, you're going to offend each other and let each other down and fall short and expectations. And, and we're people. So we're always going to have a lot of problems. But I love the fact that when people visit our church, almost to a person, whether they're super religious and they know what they should be looking for, or they've never been to church before, you know what they always talk about? They say, I love the, what, the, the thing. You mean like the fellowship? Yeah, whatever that is, that thing. Or if they're really religious or they know that word, they go, man, I love your body life. Thank you. No, uh, no, that's another word for fellowship or something. You know, they, they love the connection. You people all know each other? I say everything about, no, I, no, we don't know everything about each other, but yeah, there's a connection. There's a baseline understanding because we all made Jesus Lord together. Just like a Vietnam veteran talks to another Vietnam veteran at, at Costco and he says, we're just, sees the hat and he says, we're just serve. I served in Da Nang back in 71. I was over, and there's a connection. Why? Because they both went through combat together. They both knew the, the terror and the fear and the pain of losing their buddies and you know, they, there was just a connection. And so for those of us that have made Jesus Lord together, there's a connection. There's a baseline trust. There's an understanding. And I think this is a great quality we have in our church that we have to keep taking deeper and deeper and deeper. He says, we know there's confidence about love when we lay down our life 
for our brothers. Laying down our life isn't just, hey, bro, hey, sis, how's it going? Hey, that's not, that's important, but it's not just that. It's not just, hey, how you doing? Good. You doing good? There's more to it. It takes getting involved. And I think the older we get, the longer we're a Christian, the more we can know how to skirt getting involved. Do you know, here comes so-and-so. She's needy. She's going to talk to me forever. I've got to get my bag. You know, here comes brother so He's going to ask me for a ride. I know it. Here it comes. Here it comes. All he cares about is the ride. You know, it can kind of go on. And yet it's so important that we realize that God wants us to lay down our life for our brothers. He says, if anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need, but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and truth. Just let's read through that again silently to ourselves and just meditate on that. This then is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. Whenever our hearts condemn us, for God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. He's saying it's so important that we are a people that lay down our life for our brothers. Is he only talking about material possessions? No. In the context of this passage, he's referring to that. But it's emotional needs, it's friendship, it's encouragement, it's all kinds of things. It's not just, hey, you need a hot dog? Here, I'll break mine in half. You get the bigger piece because I'm generous. It's not just that. It's looking at the whole person and wanting to care about the whole person. You know, I looked up the word relationship in the dictionary, and relationship is this. The way in which two or more people, two or more people, or feel about, two or more people, oh, I took out the word organization. Sorry about that, I left the OR. Feel about and behave toward each other. It had organization in there. I just didn't delete the last two letters. The way in which two or more people or organization feel about and behave toward each other. So I guess the organization could be this whole group. It could be your ministry. It could be your small group. It could be a discipling partnership with two people. But relationships take a lot of work. Why? Because we're complicated and we're fragile and we're emotional and we're seasonal. You go, what does that mean? That means at any given time, somebody in here has just lost their parent. That's seasonal life in the last 12 months or is in the process of losing their parent. And that's painful and that affects how you feel about yourself and your future and your world and your stability. At any given time, someone's losing their job or has lost their job or feels insecure about their job, something. That affects how you relate to others. There's things going on behind people's lenses that affect how they relate to each other. And we wouldn't know it unless we got involved to care. But we're going to talk about how to feel and behave towards each other to have great relationships. We've got to understand each other. Many of us already know this, but there's this whole concept of the five love languages we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to watch a clip and we're going to be able to learn visually. Number one, words of affirmation. We talked about what affirmation means last week. Anybody remember? What's affirmation mean? Encouragement or emotional support. And we're going to watch how Jesus did every one of these things. Not, we're not going to watch it. We're going to see it in the scripture, but we're going to watch a video. Quality time. What's that? It's not just how long you spend with people, but it's 
how you spend time with people. Number three, physical touch. You know, you, many of us have read the studies or seen the documentaries of people they put in solitary confinement and what happens to them when they can't have any contact with other human beings over a very short period of time. We were made to be physical beings and connect and to be able to shake hands and give a hug and, 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 and be able to touch each other in an appropriate way. Four acts of service and five gifts. Anybody know what my two are? My top two? Michelle, you can't say. Right. Henry, do you know? Words of affirmation. Great, Henry. That's right. Acts of service. I told you, huh? How'd you know? Help my car. That's right. I was so appreciative. I started affirming you. But yeah, those are my two. Very different than Michelle's. Anyone know what Michelle's are? How'd you know? How did you know? Just could feel it. Okay. Quality time. And the other one? Words of affirmation. How did you know? And she's kind of, I tried to get her to reduce it to two, the top two, but she's decided that gifts is up there too. So it's words of affirmation, quality time slash gifts. I don't understand that one fully, but I'm going to submit to it because I love her so much and I want her to feel loved. So uh, that doesn't mean she doesn't like these other things. It just means those are the ways that she's wired or I'm wired. Uh, that So we, we just affirm each other all day long. Okay, words of affirmation. Think about this. Jesus starts his ministry, right? He gets baptized. He comes out of the water. This dove comes down in the... This Holy Spirit comes down in the shape of the dove and it lands on Jesus. Kind of a weird story, to be honest. But it allowed John the Baptist to go, okay, there he is. That's the Son of God. I see the bird that was came down. And then the voice thunders from heaven. <clears throat> this is my Son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. How do you think that made Jesus feel? Special? What else? Confident? Empowered? Encouraged to start his ministry? I mean, think about it. From the time he walked out of that the Jordan River, things got a little rough. In fact, he went right in the desert for 40 days and got tested in a very powerful way by the devil. Remember that? Tempted. But he wanted him at the beginning to know, Jesus, I know this is hard, but I love you. I'm proud of you. I'm pleased with you before you even started the ministry. And by the way, everybody, listen to him. You know, I just kind of threw that in. The interesting thing is he's ending his ministry. He's at the Mount of Transfiguration. Moses is there representing the Old Testament right there. Jesus is there representing... The, the new covenant. Elijah's there. They're all talking. Peter's like, uh, 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 let's set up a shelter. This is great. Shut up. You know, he just got all flustered and he says it again. This is my son whom I love. With him I'm well pleased. Why would he say it again? What was he preparing Jesus for? The cross. We need encouragement. And you're going to watch in this scene here with the zombie and his, uh, the girl that he likes. Uh, this words of affirmation. You ready? you got to listen closely. Look for it. You have a name? What is your name? Uh, 
This date is not going well. I want to die all over again. Does your name start with R? Um, Robert? Richard? Randy? Uh, Raphael? Ricardo? Why don't I just call you R? I mean, that's a start, right? I want to go home, Mar. Not safe. I get that. And look, I know that you saved my life, and I'm grateful for that. But you walked me into this place, so I know that you can walk me out again. Oh, no. She can't leave. She just got here. Tell her she has to wait. Tell her they'll notice. To wait. They'll notice. Not bad. How long? Your days? I'll forget. You'll be Are there others like you? I mean, I've never, ever heard a corpse talk before. I mean, apart from the groaning. Okay. A few days, huh? supposed to do for a few days around here anyway. Look at the affirmation. You know, he, uh, she, you know, the zombies were trying to kill the humans and the humans were trying to kill the zombies and they didn't trust each other and, and she had never, she, you know, her dad's the general trying to kill them all and so she didn't trust him at all and the fact that she showed him some attention, used a name, tried to figure out his name, took an interest in him, he's like, this date's going really bad. Uh, and uh, she starts softening up. He starts lighting up. Uh, but words of affirmation are so powerful. I think everybody, that's, this is important in everybody's love language. It may not be your number one, but it's important to everybody. Uh, even when you look at uh, concentration camps, not just World War II, but any, they shave their heads. They put you in this terrible clothing. They try to dehumanize you to say you are not worth even a human being to try to subject them to be submissive and kind of um, uh, you know, easy to lead and easy to control, they just beat them down, take away all dignity, all respect. And as, as, as um, human beings, Satan's trying to do that to us all day long. You fall so short. You're a terrible disciple. You're lucky you even get to be here. If people knew what you really thought, how weak you really are, woo, man, I'll tell you, just keep hiding it. You know, it, it that's all day long. So, we're getting beat up. Most of it's ourselves, beating ourselves up. And we need the encouragement, the affirmation from each other. Number two, quality time. You remember the story in John chapter one um, when Jesus meets uh, Peter and Andrew? He's, they, they get all flustered. They don't know what to say. They say, Andrew goes and gets his brother Peter. He goes, I found the Messiah. Imagine if your brother told you that. Oh, okay. You know, come on, come on. I found the Messiah. And they walk over. And they say, this is the guy I was telling you about. 
and they don't know what to say, and they say, Rabbi, uh, where are you staying? Where's your crib? You know, they didn't know what to say. And it says they, he goes, come, I'll show you. And they spent the day with him. You know, there's something incredible about quality time. We're busy. Can I get an amen to that? <laughs> We're really busy. Can I get an amen to that? We drive a lot. We have five of the ten most congested freeways in the United States here in L.A. Can I get an amen to that? Amen. We're, I, this sounds like I'm getting a little preacher on you. Um, but, I mean, it's just like it's expensive to live here. You've got to work a lot. You drive a lot. You're tired. I mean, you just when you get off the 405, you're like, oh, my gosh. That was harder than my day, my, my day at work. And now I've got to go to church or get in a study or give this to somebody. Oh, Jesus, help me. You know, there's just a sense of... But when you spend quality time with somebody that likes you and takes an interest in you versus a uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Tally was talking to me in the car. And she was telling me some story, another story. She's like, yeah, Dad, and then that person said that. I'm like, fantastic. And it was like negative things. She goes, Dad, you're not even listening. <laughs> I said, oh, sorry, I got it spaced out a little bit there. Then I started messing with her, and she started to tell me another story. I'm like, that's outstanding. And it was something negative. And she's like, Dad, you're not listening. I said, I was kidding. Um, but quality time. Okay, watch this clip here. He had taken a captive. <laughs> What's with all the vinyl? Can we figure out how to work an iPod? Oh, you're a purist, huh? More. Yeah, that's true. A lot more trouble, though. There you go again. Shrugging. Stop shrugging, shrugger. It's a very non-committal gesture. <laughs> really? <laughs> these are really cool records. How'd you get all these? I collect things. Yeah, I can see that. You, my friend, are a hoarder. And there's this awesome record store in Main and Ivy. You would love it. That's so cool. Was so cool.
there's so many things we can do to spend quality time. Do you like the zombie? He couldn't move his hands. Um, and and that's, it's important. We have to make time to spend quality time. See, I don't have the time. Um, you make time for what's important to you. And if you really love somebody, you make time to find out what's important to them. Some of my closest friends, I've asked them lately, hey, tell me your top two love languages. Why would I want to know that? Why would I want to know? What's that? So I can connect with them. If their thing isn't uh, quality time, and it's more words of affirmation, and it's more acts of service, then I'm going to come help clean up their garage, or I'm going to go give them a ride, or I'm going to try to do something kind, bring some soup, bring a meal, do something, help them to their car, something that I know makes them feel loved. Versus, dude, we hung out all day. What are you talking, like a month ago, what are you talking about we're not close? What are you talking about we're not friends? So if I can know what makes them tick, how they feel loved, then I can make sure I'm hitting the right spot and vice versa. Uh, quality time. Number four, physical touch. You know, it's interesting. Dave Atkins, who leads our uh, work for the poor for the whole region, did a study out of the book of Matthew, and he showed how in one chapter Jesus touched this person, and he touched this person, and he touched this person, and he touched his, this person's daughter and healed them, and he touched this person, and he touched Peter's mother-in-law and lifted her up on a bed and healed her. And just how the Bible underscored how important physical touch is. You know, anytime you read anything or watch a documentary about people in mental hospitals, leper colonies, really in the slums, gangs, poor people, special needs people, like people in, with severe special needs that are in an institution of some sort, what they thrive off the most is this. Because all day long they don't feel, they feel bad about themselves, they feel a lesser human being, but then they don't feel the dignity of People looking at them as equal or better, they all, but looking down. And they already help themselves. So when you'll come in and you'll actually touch them and shake their hand and look at them and give them a hug or give them a high five or even though they're different than you and may not connect the same way you do or maybe dirty or something, it just blows them away. All of you that have been to the orphanages, no, you're trying to leave and the kid's like on your leg. Like, hey, I gotta go, seriously. Okay, no, no, really. Come on, now there's two of them on my leg. Guys, I gotta go. What is it? They're just craving love. And this story where that leper came up to Jesus and he says, Master, if you are willing, you can make me clean. He says, Jesus reached out and touched the man. He said, I am willing, be clean. He could have just said, I am willing, be clean. <laughs> or he could have just said, I am willing, be clean. Whatever, he could have, or done nothing. He could have just said, be clean. And then shag, you know, the shag flips behind him and he just walks up. Or nothing, he could have, but he reached out and he grabbed the leper's hand. All of, many of us know that if you were a leper, you held a sign. You had to hang a sign around your neck and you had to stay like 100 feet away from people. And if, if a, your small group was coming and I'm a leper, I'd have to, by the Levitical law, I'd have to yell out, leper, leper, kind of warning, warning, diseased person in your way. Stare clear. Can you imagine how humiliating you'd feel as a human being? And Jesus says, and he did this with women, he did this with a lot of people. He goes, I'm going to break barriers. I, I value you as a human being. And he reached out and touched me. So watch this clip. 
Zombies are realizing she's really human and don't know what to make of it. of physical touch they're just looking at uh, you know the zombies would kill all the human beings and they see the human being touching the zombie and they don't even know what to do with it. there's a power there and then just him looking at a poster brings back all the memories when he was living and he thinks back to his wife and then I love that guy that's standing next to him from the, it's like one of the guys in your small group you can feel it it's awesome he's like <laughs> all right last uh, two more acts of service you know, in John 13, the night before Jesus was going to be put to death, it says he took off his outer robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, washed their feet, and then dried it with a towel. I'd be so anxious the night before I was going to be crucified that I'd be telling everybody, hey, can you come around and just pray with me the whole time? And I'm just, you know, I'd be so distraught. And he was, because later he went to the garden. But there he was able to focus and wash his disciples' feet. Look at this acts of service right here. I need a different approach. Okay, here we go. Don't be creepy, don't be creepy, don't be creepy. This is when they first met and he took her captive and brought her on the plane. What are you doing? Please leave me alone. Why did you save me? Um, cry. Mm. 
weird again. Mr. Zombie. I mean, this is the last quote. It says, You will find as you look back upon your life that the moments when you have really lived are the moments when you've done things in the spirit of love. And I hope as we uh, break into our groups here and we do the love language quiz, just don't analyze it. There's just pick one of two questions, one of two questions, one of two questions. First thing that comes to your mind. Um, small group, men and women together, and you can just share, hey, here's my love languages, and we can write them down of each other so we can really ask ourselves as we pray for each other and as we see each other, am I really in giving him love the way they feel love versus just love to what is most natural to me or what the way I feel love? So I hope you enjoyed tonight. Uh, we're going to have a great discussion. I'll, I'll give you the sheets in your group, and uh, next week we're going to split um, men and women. So thank you. Uh, love is the cure. You've just listened to the Elevate podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit elevatecoastal.com.